You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning. Welcome to Keeping Up with Conroe, hosted by Visit Conroe. I'm Jody, And I'm Shannon. And we're here to highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. We're here live on the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. And after the show airs, we will be on podcast and YouTube and Facebook. So tune in regularly to keep up Keeping Up with Conroe. Today, we have some amazing guests. We have John Warner and Caroline Cruz. They're both from the Texas A&M Forest Service. Later on, we'll have Stacy Hewitt, the program manager of Lone Star College, and Sean Thompson with the Shakespeare Festival. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good. We've Good. got some great weather right now, don't we? Isn't it uh, except for the pollen. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. well, I think that, I mean, I'm ready looking for, forward to summer and kind of planning family activities and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And we've got some great facilities here in our community. So we're glad to have you here to help tell us what's going on. So both of you each work, Caroline and John, you each work for the Forest Service. Can you tell us each a little bit about your roles, what you do, and all of that? Well, I'm John Warner with the um, Texas A&M Forest Service, and I've been district forester with the agency now for 28 years. And um, my role here in Conroe has been is just get involved in everything you can so that people can understand the role forests play in our community whether it's recreation or it's getting outdoors and um, enjoying wildlife. It's also working with communities on urban forest protection plans. And also it's working with school children. And that's where Caroline comes in, working with youth on our forests so they can understand the importance of healthy forests to our community. Great. Great. And my name's Caroline Cruz, and I am the conservation educator for um, at the Jones State Forest for Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm new to this role, so just a couple of months now. So like you mentioned, this time of the year, I mean, the winter we've had, everybody's ready to get outdoors. Um, So we look forward to welcoming some school programs, having some education out in the forest, getting students and teachers and parents out there to really get involved and kind of more than just a typical field trip a little bit more um, active role in their education. So we're ready for them to come on out this spring. And I'm new to Conroe, um, Mm -hmm. but one thing that attracted me here is the diversity of what this community has to offer. We've got this great historic downtown, we've got lots of restaurants and and retail shops, and we've got so so many things to do outdoors and and, and the facilities that we've got, the forests and the state parks and all of that. Tell us a little bit about what we have here in our community? Well, besides the Jones State Forest, which is a A&M property, we have the Sam Houston National Forest, which, which is a USDA Forest Service property. It's a public land piece. Also, we have um, Huntsville State Park, which is Texas Parks and Wildlife. But everybody just gets all confused. It's just open areas for public use. Um, the closest national park would be the Big Thicket, which is a preserve. And then you have the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, which has um, refuges down along the coast. So, I mean, there's lots of things within an hour's drive for people to do. A lot of different ecosystems to visit. You know, we promote people to come here and experience ours, but that's exactly right, John. I mean, exactly what you mentioned about within a a very easy couple of hour drive, our residents of Conroe have a great day trip that they Mm -hmm. can go and experience. And that's kind of like we have in our... um, we call some of our programming Houston's Backyard. People forget that um, since it's in our backyard, Conroe ISD has been a partner for us for over 50 years. But they forget that we're right in the backyard. Our education programs are right here. They don't have to drive 
to Houston or the coast to go experience nature. Yeah. So now that spring is coming and the weather is beautiful outside, can you tell us some outdoor events that um, are available in the forest? Well, let's see. Um, this spring, and um, Caroline can talk more about that, is it's usually when we line up our outdoor education programs with the school districts. And we have about six active school districts within the region that we pull from. But over the next couple of weeks, we have lecture series every first of the month on nature series from the Texas Master Naturalists. Then we also have some opportunities where we have special programming, such as iNaturalist, which is a new type of programming where people can do observations on the state forest or anywhere, and then they can post their observations, and then people observe and make sure they're IDing the species correctly, where it could be wildlife, it could be snakes, reptiles. It's a mm -hmm. great program, and we're creating a guide called iNaturalist Guide, and it's called the... Um, what did I name it finally? I think it was the, a guide to the Jones State Forest, a okay. naturalist experience, something like that. Because um, we're looking for all this newer technology to entice families to come because, you know, they are engaged in the technology of smartphones now. And yes. that's what this is based off of. And Caroline has some other activities, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Like we mentioned with schools, so we work with different schools to come out to the forest and we'll have uh, elementary is who we kind of usually target third grade through fifth grade and um, they get to come out for a day. We'll work with them to make sure that we're meeting those teaching standards that they need in the classroom to be more of an extension of what they're learning in the classroom and to have them a little bit more actively engaged in their own learning experiences. So when they come out We'll have other um, Forest Service staff from across the region come out and help us, and also some volunteers. John mentioned Texas Master Naturalists, so those are all um, volunteers that have been trained. And so we'll just set up some different learning stations. Um, we'll highlight different topics like water and why water is important in everything we do, um, talk about uh, wood and trees, talk about wildlife. You know, that's kind of a favorite for little ones. They love to know what they may see mm -hmm. when they come out to the forest. Um, and just some other different wildfires one, and right. John may speak a little bit more to that. Um, learning about um, wildfire, the importance of it, but how to properly manage it. And it all comes back to helping wildlife, helping the forest. So those are some things, if anyone out there is maybe ever interested in that, we can always work with schools or groups, um, scouts, any type of other youth group, 4-H that may want to come out. We can always work with them to come out and maybe plan um, a learning experience or something like iNaturalist, something they can do on their phone. Um, we're looking forward to rolling out um, another um, program called Agents of Discovery that is going to be completely phone-based, an app that they can download. So we're working on the finishing touches, and hopefully we can update you guys and let you know when that's ready to roll. We're thinking about later in the spring and the summer when people will come out and visit um, where they can do kind of like a challenge on the forest and do that all through their phone. So we're really excited about something. And we're the things. only state forest in the nation that has this um, Agents of Discovery that's awesome. That, that sounds really fun. It's mm -hmm. kind of a mix of Pokemon and geocaching and mixing nature into that. So we're super excited for it to get kicked and off. And I didn't realize how big geocaching is around here. Yeah. But, but it hooks them in with the technology and right. teaches them something. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Sounds mm -hmm. like it'd be fun even just for families to go and do together. Definitely. Is that something that they can contact you when you get it all set up and... Most definitely, and we'll see the best way to kind of push it out there. We're, we're going to do some test runs with some smaller groups, and yep. it's really kind of geared towards um, like around the fifth grade learning level, but, I mean, it can be for any ages. We've all tested it out. We've had other people come in, so we're looking to get some groups out there of students to test it out, see did we make it too hard, is it too easy, is it just yeah. right, so that we can get ready. So it's going to, I'm excited yeah. about it. And I'm, I'm pretty competitive with geocaching too. So <laughs> she's good at it. Uh, I have a hard time with it. Um, sometimes on some of the things that we have to do with the augmented reality part, but yeah. um, it's what else it ties in is health. Um, getting people moving. It yeah. does track how many miles you walk or feet, I guess. Like, so the whole trail that we have this challenge on is about a mile long oh. and it's right there by the office, so, you know, you're not walking into the deep, dark woods. It's all open. It's friendly. The trails are friendly. So 
it's you can see through the forest and things like that. So it's not like your first time out, you're going to be trying to maneuver through the trees and stuff and get lost. How fun. Well, speaking of trail, we have a very long trail here, don't we? The Lone Star Trail. Right. That runs through the National Forest uh-huh. up at Sam Houston National Forest. How long is it exactly? Is it? I heard 125 miles. Is that correct? That's that's close to it. Really? I mean, yes. Wow. That's a trek. <laughs> now, that's a long trail. Yeah. So. But, but, yeah. I mean, there's, yes. a, there's yeah. so much to do. Right. I mean, there's, I mean the, you've got the technology built in, hiking, mm-hmm. camping, a mm-hmm. little bit of everything, education, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, like on the state forest, we have 15 miles worth of trail, but you really can't get lost because it all goes in circles and we're completely surrounded by neighborhoods. So, I mean, if you go one way too far, then you're going to run into someone's backyard. Sure. sure. So. Wow. <laughs> So can you tell us some of your goals moving forward with the State Forest? Do y'all have any big plans coming up? I guess the, you know, our biggest plan right now is to get people outdoors. Um, during the springtime is when people come from all over the world to see the red cockaded woodpecker, which is a endangered species. Mm-hmm. We get about 3,000 visitors from all over the world, and we get about 100,000 visitors annually to the State Forest. But the visitors that come, are they'll start coming probably around the 1st of April, and then they come for the day or a week, and they observe. They really wanted to get that one bird checked off, and then they go to other birding experiences throughout the region. You know, you can go to the Sam Houston. You can go to different parks of Lake Conroe. You know, Conroe um, proper downtown. You can see different birds in different environments. Those the people that are into birding. I mean, that yes. is a big thing for them. Yeah, they're lifeless. We get a lot of of yeah. requests for birding. It's a big information. draw for visitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. How about a little bit about the fire prevention? That's something that everyone's been seeing in the news in California. Um, how, uh-huh. how do y'all keep that from happening? And, of course, we remember Bastrop. How do you keep that right. from happening? I mean, you know, we had one of the largest wildfires in history in Montgomery County was um, the Riley Road Fire, which was over 28,000 acres yeah. over in the western part of the county. But what we do on the state forest really is to prescribe burn, and that takes place during this time of year. And it's to remove those heavy loads of underbrush. And so we clean it out. And again, it also benefits the endangered species. So we do periodic prescribed burning and the Sam Houston National Forest does and then private landowners also do. Mm -hmm. But it reduces that ability for catastrophic wildfire. Um, So Texas is, you know, our ecology is wildfire, fire based. Mm -hmm. Um, We have pine trees, which are resilient um, plant species for, you know, fire. And so they adapt themselves very well. Uh, as an Aggie, I went yeah. through a lot of these classes. I actually got my degree in agriculture um, and recreation, parks, and tourism. So we actually took several trips out to the the forests and and mm-hmm. heard maybe even you speak. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while back, so I don't remember. But um, great. Uh, why don't you tell us about how the A and M Forest Service helps with air and and water quality? Well, the um, the main thing is a healthy forest will create good, healthy air and healthy water and clean water. So um, one of the examples is we have those. The state forest was purchased 100 years ago, roughly. And we have a demonstration examples of these th- practices, which are called um, voluntary BMPs, which are best management practices. So we have buffer zones along the creek, which show as it rains and runoff comes off the forest it filters the water. So the water entering the creek is a lot cleaner than if it was just a bunch of soil eroding into the creek. So we have those type of practices all through the forest. And then, you know, anything that when we maintain a healthy forest, it's going to produce a lot of oxygen and um, recharge the um, area. So when people do go to the forest or any place that has a lot of healthy trees and stuff, they're going to feel better themselves because it's kind of like a rejuvenation experience for everybody. So when someone says, I need to get out and get some fresh air, that's a yes, perfect place to go. it's a great example. Go. And you do feel better when you walk mm-hmm. and do a little bit of exercise. Absolutely. And this weather is calling us outside yes. even as we speak. So <laughs> yes. what kind of animals can people expect to see? You mentioned the critters and what, what kind of, of things do you see? Besides just, Bigfoot, of course. No, no Bigfoot. <laughs> not, not yet, maybe. <laughs> That's on everyone's list, though, mm-hmm. checklist. Well, John talked about the red-cockaded woodpecker, right. mm-hmm. um, but that is endangered. So um, w- he mentioned the iNaturalist guide that we're putting together, and some of the uh, Master Naturalist volunteers are helping to compile different species that you would see um, 
And I think part of it is for people to understand that, you know, it may be on the list, but it may not be that you just walk out of your car and you're going to see everything. Like I think Bald Eagle was one they put on there, but mm-hmm. it's because you may see them flying across. They may not live within the forest. So, you know, you don't want people to get out of their car and just be ready to see a bald eagle or yeah. a red cockaded <laughs> woodpecker because it, it may not happen. Um, some of the ones they were talking about, Roadrunner, all kinds of species yeah. of birds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's over 125 different species of birds. But, I mean, wow. and then, you know, as far as wildlife, you know, we have the bobcat and we have um, fox, things like that. But we also are in an urban environment. So we do have the feral hog, which mm-hmm. is a destructive, invasive mm-hmm. animal. And then we also have something called, again, I don't know all this stuff, but you you hang around Texas Master Naturalist long enough, you pick up some things. And I found out that the house sparrow was one of the invasive species that mm. displaces some of our native birds, which I've never even heard. I mean, I just thought it was a sparrow, but it's not normally from here. It's from Europe. Mm. And it's made itself um, pretty well anchored into this environment, especially with a lot of urbanness around and bears. I heard bears. <laughs> I heard bears were here at one time. Is that true? Probably a couple hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but um, there aren't really, it's too urban. Um, you'll see the bear population if you move more toward east, deep right. east Texas along right. the Sabine River in that area. You'll see they're trying to regenerate the um, population and have, um, you know, protected areas. Well, there's a, a new organization coming into Montgomery County called Bears, et cetera, that will be kind of a, a refuge for bears in this huh. area. So we'll be, we'll kind be like the wolf sanctuaries and things exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So maybe we'll get them on here. Yeah, uh, definitely. Later on. For now um, you're safe though. Yeah. For now <laughs> we're all okay. So can you tell us some of the organizations that are able to come out there and train? Yeah, um, you know, forest? besides the like Conroe ISD and the different ISDs, mm-hmm. there's several universities, University of Houston. So, again, they're doing research. University of Houston, University of Florida, Illinois, um, University of Texas. Of course, Texas A&M. I don't know if they really come. No, they no. do. They do. <laughs> I was going to say, really? I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> they were out there last week. The School of Forestry and um, Ecosystem Services were out there watching us prescribe burn because oh, um, okay. they, they need to know the practices and what's going on. Besides universities and stuff, we do promote, um, since it's similar, um, the, um, what was it, the SWAT team just recently trained, Montgomery County SWAT team. Oh, I think I read about that. So they were out there on the forest learning. And then we also um, have um, the search and rescue groups, things like that. So it's similar because the forest is a great tool for them to use as long as they um, don't really disturb the wildlife and, you know, the, the people that are visiting. Awesome. Well, if anyone wanted to get any more information about the Texas Forest Service, where would they go? Do you have a website, social media? We do. If they want to call us here locally, the phone number to the office is 936-273-2261. And so that's the Connor office at the Jones State Forest. That's probably the best way for them to get in touch, especially if they're thinking of those special type Mm -hmm. of events. It's best that they contact us and let us know. Um, online, if you type in TFS, so that stands for Texas Forest Service, so tfsweb.tamu, like Texas A&M University, .edu, and the website will pop up and just search for Jones State Forest. Perfect. Well, thank you, John and Caroline. We need to take yeah. a quick break, but stay tuned. Up next, we'll be visiting with John and Caroline again. Stacy Hewitt with Lone Star College will be joining us. You're listening to Keeping Up with Conroe, hosted by Visit Conroe. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. 
Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. listening to Keeping Up with Conroe. I'm your host, Jody, and we are with Visit Conroe. Our guests are John Warner and Caroline Cruz with the Texas A&M Forest Service, and we would like to also welcome Stacey Hewitt with the Lone Star College. Hello, thank you for having me. Hi, welcome. We are here today to talk about um, the Texas Wildlife and Woodlands Expo. I know that's coming up in a couple weeks, and we would love to hear more about it. Sure, so basically just you know, an overview of it generally is it's an annual free family-friendly event. And I like to think of it almost as like a festival celebrating the outdoors. It's a lot about learning and education about what you can see outdoors when, you know, normally you might not have that much chance to look closely. It gives children, adults, um, the opportunity to just reconnect with the outdoors and, and learn about the natural environment around them. Okay. So what is it exactly? What, what, Things we have exhibits. Sure, yeah. I mean, so we have over, I was counting today, more than 80 booths and exhibits signed up. It's definitely something that um, it's, it's, we're still planning it. It's coming up um, on Saturday, March 24th, rain or shine, um, at Lone Star College, which we're over at 3200 College Park Drive. And if you go to the West Campus entrance, uh, labeled number three, you'll see everybody sort of going towards these booths and the foot traffic going that way. Um, it goes from 10 to 2. And like I said, these 80 booths and exhibits have everything from, you know, Mercer Botanical Gardens. We'll be talking about native Texas plants. We've got Texas A&M Forest Service offering ideas on how to plant care for and select the perfect location for trees. Um, Texas Park and Wildlife will showcase where you can go after this event to kind of stay in that outdoors mindset. Um, but one of those things too, is there's a lot to do for kids. Definitely bring your kids out, let their energy get out. We have a giant kayak tank where they can jump in a kayak and paddle around. That's usually a big favorite. Um, this year they have archery tag. So it's kind of like laser tag, but insert archery there, which is going to be really, really fun. Sounds like fun. (laughs) There's going to be for the big kids. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I say that it, this, this event is best for children at heart because inherently nature creates a sense of wonder Mm -hmm. and this will just give you the opportunity to you know explore a lot of these booths that have you know stuff to offer and one thing I think that's definitely um, worth mentioning is if you want to get involved if um, if you're new to the area and you have an environmental cause or something like that we're always looking um, for for people to come there, all the booths are set up and staffed by various environmental, educational, and outdoor-related groups, nonprofit organizations, businesses, government agencies. Um, so it's free. However, you just have to register online and be approved. You'll get, you know, a table, chairs, and a canopy over your head because we're hoping it's really wonderful weather. Yes. Um, and you can go just online at lonestar.edu forward slash wildlife dash booths um, to go and join in on that. Okay. So some of the other things about the expo, we tried to figure out exactly when it started and kind of the best guess is about 2007. It's kind of gone through an evolution and change over the years, um, but it's really, um, you know, we enjoy working with this whole group of people that really come together. So you have Texas A&M Forest Service, you have Texas Parks and Wildlife, of course, Lone Star College, and they really bring a lot to the plate because if you've, if you haven't been to the campus yet for any reason, this is the perfect chance for you to go um, and just kind of see how this is a perfect setting for this type of event. Um, Lone Star College is a tree campus USA, so you're really kind of nestled in there, and it's just a nice um, space. A lot of the college students and groups also volunteer um, with some activities out there, too, so it's a really good group of people coming together um, to kind of put all this on, and like Stacy mentioned, completely free. I mean, you're going to get to go out there and do all these neat things. She talked about the kayak tank. That's always, like, the most fun type of favorite thing to go and your kids get to actually get in a kayak and paddle around 
all kinds of things um, to do. Also, if you happen to have any Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, American Heritage Girls, there are opportunities for the scouting groups to work towards, maybe if they're working towards a certain loop or a badge or whatever is appropriate to their group, we have different booths, like Stacey mentioned, over 80 different activities and things going on. So we have a list. It's kind of like a passport list. And it will tell you which one of these booths can kind of help them work towards those badges because we've actually gone through and vetted some of the activities and make sure that they match up so that it's something that they can come and the scouts can work towards. So and if I you, think, too, mm-hmm. we have, like, the adventure passport, too. You don't mm-hmm. have to be an American Heritage Girl or Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. You can just come, and it helps you go to and visit various booths, and then kids can get a prize. So I know that they oh, definitely wow. like that, too, as well. And I, I could give you a little bit of history is this Y'all played a big part in this. The um, Conroe Convention and Tourism Bureau mm-hmm. played a huge part in this. They started off with, we used the grant for several years, starting this off. Oh, wow. And then once it really, it was like seed money for us. Um, it got us going. It got everybody involved and it built up a huge network of partnerships. So that's kind of how we envision, you know, how that funds are used for. And so it started in um, at the, I guess it was Lone Star Expo Center. And then when the partner at the college decided to, let's showcase the forest. Um, and so we moved to the Lone Star campus and it's been a great partnership ever since. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's over in our soccer fields. And just like Caroline was saying, beautiful, beautiful, or tree campus USA. And there's just beautiful trees all around. It's, it's a great, great space. We do have, um, I think this year, it's going to be some art students with the clay club will be there. And we have some radiologic technology students and some nursing students will also be there kind of showcasing um, what Lone Star has, has to offer as well. And what would you like visitors to take away from this event? So I think that first and foremost, we want them to have fun. I think that we can all agree on that. Like we were just talking about the weather. It's beautiful outside. Hopefully it's going to be a great day that day. Just go out, have fun. Take your family, take your friends. Um, enjoy the free stuff. Like Caroline was saying, it's free to get in. Activities are free. And even booths and exhibitors will be giving away freebies and giveaways. We all love those things. So definitely go. And even even if it's just information on your next outing, please go and, and talk to everyone and get that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, overall, we also just want visitors to be inspired to really open up their eyes to the natural environment around them. We hope that's what they're talking about in the car ride home. And that, you know, it's not just this weekend. It's They'll just get outside in future weekends this summer and enjoy everything that we have to offer around here. That is amazing. And so you said topics, there'll be everything's outdoors and animals. and Yes, definitely animals. There's screech owls and critters. Kids can dig in the dirt and see earthworms and stuff. Um, so, I mean, in short, you can learn about landscaping and gardening. These critters we're talking about, how to attract pollinators to your yard if you're a gardener. Um, butterflies, bees, and birds, how they can they can play into what you do. Um, healthy forests and trees. And I mean, this is what you guys were just talking about in the mm-hmm. other segment as well. We just, this is a showcase, um, you know, for right. all this information. Um, habitat, clean air and water, um, and just how to achieve balance in our ecosystems that we have, because that's all really important. So there's just interactive exhibits, mini mm-hmm. lecture talks. Okay. Um, oh, and it's, it's also the kickoff for the uh, Montgomery County Arbor Day. We give away about 2,000 trees during this experience. Oh, wow. Um, and they're also in containers. So they're three-gallon trees all the way down to bare root. So um, we, uh, you know, our role, and along with our partner's role, the Texas Master Naturalist, is to help people adopt and select the best tree for their yard. And they'll be there available. People can come. Yes, they just trees. come. They all have, some people bring their um, little wagon with them and kick the kids out and put the, put the trees in. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can learn how to take care of them, you know, bring them home and, yeah. and take care of them at your house. That's amazing. And then what all, um, with the Texas a Forest Service, how else are y'all helping with this event? 
We couldn't do it without y'all. I mean, I think Caroline kind of touched on it before, too. All our partners in this event are the Texas A&M Forest Service, Texas Parks and Wildlife, Montgomery County Beautification Association, and Texas AgriLife Extension. It really, the meetings that we have for this at Lone Star, there's just a huge conference table, and everybody is there asking their contacts and making sure that just every, every one of these educational things is represented. The fun stuff is there for family and kids. It's just, we couldn't do it without y'all. Wonderful. Um, One thing I know that um, just to add is I know it's outside, but we ask that no pets be there because we do have things good like to know. Uh, screech owls or, you know, other other animals that are going to be there. So they don't mix that well. So definitely make sure you can kind of kind of keep your, your dog at home that day. There's um, some other things that go on there, too. We have a whole adventure zone. We kind of talked about the kayak tank. Um, there's all kinds of things, and, and we're talking about for all ages. So school-age kids, some younger ones, older ones, um, there's a lot of things for them to get in there and try and do. Um, we'll have, like uh, Stacy mentioned, archery tag can't wait for that one there will probably be another archery station set up um we usually have um a bb range set up so kids can come out and try their hands at that all kinds of really neat hands-on things and we talk about you know the agencies that are involved but the volunteers really kind of bring this to life and they have so many cool things to look see and do I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a young kid, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent. There's some things there that you may not see at other um, events because you have all these neat nature centers that are coming from really kind of across the region. You have some that are traveling and will bring their exhibits like the wildlife you talked about. So some really neat hands-on things. Um, and if you're interested in the education aspect, like Jody kind of mentioned, you know, you can learn about how to make your yard more friendly for wildlife. And I mean, there's just so many things. And again, it's all free. Yeah. So that's the big kicker there. It's great. So you've touched on volunteers. I know this is a free event and it's run by all your volunteers. If somebody wanted to volunteer, how would they get in contact with you and to, to do that? Sure. For a lot of this stuff, too, uh, just our the website. Anybody can volunteer. We need a lot of people to help pull this off. I think we, we say that over 5,000 people we get coming in throughout the day from 10 to 2. Um, so if you have your pen and paper ready, you can sign up at lonestar.edu forward slash wildlife dash volunteer. Um, and I think that Volunteers get there a little bit early. You check in. We like to thank you so much with a free T-shirt and lunch provided for you that day. You'll get a lunch voucher, um, and we'll, they'll kind of give you an orientation as to what you'll be doing that day um, just to kind of help out. So we love volunteers. Come enjoy it, but also if you can come volunteer and help us out run the day. So just to recap on this event, it's Saturday, March 24th, and what time is it? Sure, it's from 10 to 2 over at Lone Star College and just hop um, hop on by with the West Campus Drive entrance. Um, and you'll see everybody heading towards the, the soccer fields over there. And like I said, if you need any more information, it, it's so hard to just talk about it here. And so, you know, lonestar.edu forward slash wildlife expo will take you to the website and show you more about the exhibitors, a map of where you can, you know, you can plan your, your day and where you want to go and where you can walk to and stuff that day as well. That's great. Is there anything else that y'all would like to touch on and talk about before we wrap up and take a break? It'll be great weather, so we look forward to seeing yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, thank you, John, Caroline, and Stacy, um, for coming and joining us today and talking about the Forest Service and the Wood Woodlands Wildlife Expo. And um, we need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll have Sean Thompson with the Shakespeare Festival when we return in just a few minutes. You're listening to Keeping Up with Conroe, hosted by Visit Conroe. Sorry, it's a little sick. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? 
Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Do you want to know what's going on in Conroe? Tune in to Keeping Up With Conroe. Keeping Up With Conroe will highlight upcoming events and local businesses in the area. Keeping Up With Conroe will air the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. and will be hosted by the Conroe CVB staff. Keeping Up With Conroe will highlight Conroe's amazing attractions for residents and visitors. So tune in to Keeping Up With Conroe and join the staff of the Conroe CVB every month on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information about Keeping Up With Conroe and the Conroe CVB, go to visitconroe.com. You're listening to Keeping Up with Conroe. I'm your host, Shannon. And I'm Jody. And we're here with Visit Conroe. We would like to introduce our next guest. Um, he kind of may be new to the radio scene <laughs> here, Sean Thompson. And he's here to talk to us about the upcoming Shakespeare festivals just right around the corner. It's sneaking up on us pretty darn quick. Same weekend as the Woodlands Expo. There is so much going on that weekend. It's March the 24th. Mm -hmm. What times is the festival? From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's going to be just uh, a full day of uh, people wonder what a Shakespeare festival is. Some people may be scared away thinking it's just a miniature Renaissance festival, which would be awesome. Uh, but it... Uh, we're having a heavy educational component to it. Uh, we're bringing productions, vendors, opening up downtown businesses for the whole day just to turn downtown Conroe. We're blocking it off and just where the whole family can come. And the best thing about it, the festival is my favorite color, free. There you go. <laughs> it's my favorite four-letter word. <laughs> um, and there'll be performances throughout the day, correct? That's right. Not only will we have um, non, well, we will have Shakespearean productions at uh, two o'clock. That we will have Romeo and Juliet on the Founders Plaza stage. A very special version of it. It's set in the disco era. <laughs> Ooh. We actually did that before, and it, it's a lot of fun. So you, you get the retro uh, costumes. It's done in the, the proper language. Uh, but we'll even, uh, for the masked ball scene, we'll be doing the hustle, and we'll invite audience members to get up on stage with us and oh, do the hustle. Fun. It's a very fun show before, you know, people start dying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but until that, it's pretty fun. <laughs> and then at four o'clock, we have the headlining show, The Merry Wives of Windsor. And if you don't know what these shows are, Romeo and Juliet, you know, everyone knows Tragic that one. Love Tragic story. love story. And Merry Wives of Windsor is very funny. A lot of people are afraid to watch Shakespeare or go to Shakespeare because they're like, well, I don't understand the language. If you view it kind of like a, uh, a foreign film and you trust that the actors are good enough to let you know... Believe me, you'll be able to tell what's funny. You, you may catch only half the words, but you'll know what it's about. And Merry Wives of Windsor is a funny, funny play, again, for the whole family. And uh, I guarantee you won't be bored. Well, good. Well, that sounds like I'd love to see the disco thing. You should go and get up on the that stage. Fun. Uh, yeah, I could absolutely I get would on stage. pay to see Jody get up on stage. <laughs> me too. How much you got on you? I got like four bucks in my pocket. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Show up on, on YouTube or something. Oh, Lord. Um, so who will be who will be the performers? Well, oh, so many actors. Uh, so for the Romeo and Juliet, that's under the auspice of Upstage Theater. I happen to be the artistic director for Upstage Theater, and uh, uh, for the, this is the third annual Conroe Shakespeare Fest. So for the last two years, uh, I've had the pleasure of directing th those shows. The first year we did the Comedy of Errors, which is a funny show about two sets of twins. That was fun to cast. Let me tell you. <laughs> And um, then we did Midsummer Night's Dream last year, which, again, is very funny. Uh, so with our Romeo and Juliet, we decided to take it a little bit more serious. But then the uh, director, Melanie Dixon, who's awesome, she's directing the headliner of Merry Wives of Windsor. And that's just uh, local volunteer actors who love Shakespeare like we do. We had auditions, uh, put out the word. Uh, great cast. They rehearse every night on their own time. 
Uh, we will find places we can rehearse and uh, get ready to put it on the stage. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and you said there's going to be other vendors and things going on. The streets right. will be blocked off. We'll also have Phil Nichols. He's an award-winning ventriloquist who who's, uh, actually was recently on America's Got Talent. I'm not going to tell you how far he got, but he was on it. <laughs> and so he'll be doing some great uh, uh, ventriloquism acts. He's got the uh, this, this bird. It's just wonderful, a bird puppet. Uh, we'll have Johnny Ringo, who is one of the primary fight choreographers for the Texas Renaissance Festival. And he'll be giving some uh, demonstrations uh, of Jousting sword jousting and, and sword <laughs> oh, fighting and, and how to take a how to take a fall and very interactive. We want it to be interactive. We want the kids and adults to know that th it's fun. You know, you don't have to freak out. Oh, it's all lofty and you know Shakespeare was a dirty joke teller. This is all there is to it. If you read some of his stuff, you uh, uh, we're uh, I'm also directing um, Kiss Me Kate uh, right now over at the Owen Theater, and we'll okay. also do that. Uh, Kiss Me Kate is a musical version of The Taming of the Shrew. So we'll actually be doing some songs and dances from that as well. Oh, cool. And, and letting people know that, uh, you know, my, my cast, they're reading like, this sounds pretty, you know, I don't want to say dirty, but it is. That's what Shakespeare <laughs> wrote to the audiences back then. So you get a lot of your flowery, wherefore Arthur Romeo's, but you also get a lot of, of just good old funny stuff. Yeah. And there'll be food vendors, you mentioned, correct? Yes, there'll be food vendors. And other vendors, art, artisans and craft vendors, food vendors. Uh, again, the uh, invitation's gone out to all the downtown Conroe businesses. Open your doors. Have a sidewalk sale. Uh, you know, maybe we can put together an impromptu uh, scavenger hunt, something like that, just to get people engaged. We want uh, people to realize, you know, Conroe, of course, is uh, we've said many times, uh, is the fastest growing city. And we're wanting people to, to know about it, to bring them in. It's not, no longer needs to be like the best kept secret. So we put out a... Uh, dozens and dozens of letters to various schools, a lot, you know, letting them come in if they want to go on stage, if they want to mount a performance. Last year, we had a high school uh, do uh, Macbeth on the stage, oh, wow. and it was very, very intense because that's not funny. It's a, that's a non-funny <laughs> Shakespeare show, and uh, they, they were just amazing with, with what they did. They set it in a uh, prison. Oh, really? And that's the nice thing about Shakespeare. Oh. You can interpret it. I've seen Romeo and Juliet done in the Old West, you know, like the Hatfields versus the McCoys instead of the Montagues versus the Capulets. Uh, that's really fascinating yeah. to me. That kind of brings it a little more into, you know, today so that it, it draws in some more interest. It's it not does. just the people who who think, oh, that's like Shakespeare's not. I mean, I had yeah. to study that in school. It doesn't sound fun. But, you know, you can pull it in and make it fun and it's relatable. Yeah. Right. And even the purists, like I, I'm a total Shakespeare snob, but I love it when it gets interpretive. You know, you have the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, which I thought was fascinating. It, it, it was really well done. They just cut out too many of the good stuff. <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah. And that's the problem when, when high school or middle school, when you're reading it, picture instead of watching a movie, if you just read the screenplay, grab Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars mm -hmm. or The Abyss or something. Unless you're a screenplay reader, it's boring mm -hmm. and you yeah. can't see it. Yeah. So reading it is only half of it. So you have these schools saying you, you got to read Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet. No, come out and see it. Come out and see it live. And we're, we're hoping that every year we can choose shows that are part of the uh, CISD and area school curricula. So they can actually bring their English classes out to watch it maybe for extra credit. And oh, so we yeah. encourage a lot of the schools to do this year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and so if people wanted to get involved, is it too late to, no, to sign up? No, we are looking for, we have some vendor spots left. Uh, we could use a couple of more sponsors. Uh, you know, this is an all-volunteer organization. This is uh, hosted by the Conroe Downtown Area Association. They're the ones that originally put this together. And so there's some overhead costs, like, uh, you know, we want to make sure everyone's secure with a, with a, a security presence and, and stuff like that. Or uh, if you want to get your name on a banner over the stage, you know, we'll gladly say Romeo and Juliet proudly presented by, and we will have no problem doing that whatsoever. And if someone wanted to find out more information about sponsorships, and we'll mention this again at the mm -hmm. end of the mm -hmm. show, but I definitely want to get, make sure we get this in there. Sponsorships, volunteering, or vendors, how's the best, what is the best way for them to reach you? Uh, best way would be through email, mm -hmm. and it would be Conroe Shakespeare Fest 2018 at gmail.com. 
Perfect. That's a long one, but we'll That's make sure. That's a long well, one. If, if you go to uh, or fa- call me if you know my number. Fa- Facebook. Go to go to Facebook. Yes. Visit Conroe. We'll make sure we get that information yes. on there for you so that we can push that out. Wonderful. Um, and and you said that was Conroe Shakespeare Fest. Correct. Twenty eighteen at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Awesome. And um, and you said this is great for all age groups from lit. There'll be like I can see the little ones probably will love the sword. Oh, the sword light, the, the bright colors, the funny stuff. Uh, you know, Merry Wives of Windsor. Uh, there's a character called Falstaff who is just the epitome of, of hedonism. He just loves women, loves wine and loves food. So we've run out of the number of pillows we've been able to shove under the shirt of the guy playing him to just make him so large. So, of course, you know, kids are just going to love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it just, I mean, I've never seen the Merry Wives of Windsor, I, I don't either. believe. So I think that that would be really kind of fun to to take part in all of that. It it definitely sounds like something you could bring. And it is going to be perfect weather. It is going to be. The weather, the forecast is awesome. Uh, it's funny because the first year of the festival, right. uh, it rained horribly that day. Ugh. And we were able to move indoors that day. But uh, this one, we're, we're going to keep our fingers crossed for beautiful weather. Uh, we're going to have a battle of the bars where we're going to have two different guys trying to be the Shakespeare and the audience will get to choose. Ooh. Uh, you can have a, we'll have sonnet slams. It's like a poetry slam, but we'll have sonnets out for people. Uh, if you want to propose to your bow that day, we'll, we'll let you know how to do it where it sounds really, really hoity toity. Oh, there you go. That sounds that fun. That would be kind of fun to get yeah. some of that on there too. Mm, so. Traveling characters walking through the whole show. So it, it, it's a, this, we're going all out this year. We, we've really taken it to the next level. Really proud of uh, what it's become this year. Well, good. And this is only your third year. And it looks like that we've already been talking about what we could do to make it bigger and better for next year. So stay tuned. Get out there. Check it out this year. Um, But we've already got some ideas of how to make it bigger and better for next year. And Sean and I have met on that several (laughs) times already. Shakespeare says what's past is prologue. And that means basically the best is yet to come. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that part of the thing that we've talked about that I find so fascinating is that Shakespeare had such a huge influence, not just on acting and plays and writing. I mean, for anything from music to paintings, to gardening, to food, to a variety of things. So we're going to try to pull some other things in, but I mean, Shakespeare, I mean, and I'm not a purist. I'm, I, I had to study it. I am a math numbers person. I am not an English literary type person. I did it because I had to in school. Um, But I am fascinated by the whole thing. And I love the Renaissance festival and I love these kind of Shakespeare festivals, um, even though I'm not uh, you know what You'd I would be surprised. Did you know Shakespeare even wrote mathematical equations with I, iambic pentameter? I would couplet. not be surprised because he did a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> he had a he had a, a lot to do with a lot of things. So um, very fascinating. And I learned something from you when we first started meeting that he was born and died on the same day. He born. He was born in April. And we were trying to get it on his actual birthday, but we, did we decide it was the twenty first? Uh, it was April twenty third. Twenty third. And um, but he bore, it was born and died on on the same day. Isn't that interesting? That is I interesting. I mean, many years apart. Well, yeah. So he had had time to <laughs> he write. wrote a lot in that 24-hour period. <laughs> I just found that kind of interesting. That is interesting. So you learn something new. There you go. So, well, and I think that it's important to say that, as you mentioned, that the Conroe Downtown Area Association is hosting this. And, and part of the reason to do that is we want more things to be happening in downtown. We've got a great, we talked earlier about the great forests and outdoor mm-hmm. life and and lake and everything that we've got um, here in Conroe, but we've got a great historic downtown and it's real vibrant and there's things going on from the farmer's market to these kind of festivals, to the Christmas activities, to, you know, just live music all yes. the time. I mean, it's just a great downtown. So we're really fortunate to have this in our community and be able to see these kind of great events that help not just bring our uh, residents in to do some fun things, but to something to promote to visitors to come and experience as well. And as you mentioned, while they're here, they could pop into like Conroe Coffee and have <laughs> some coffee. They could jump into one of the little restaurants and eat um, or stay for the evening um, live, live music. Absolutely. Live music, so, if you want, you can go right theater. next door to the, uh, they'll be still doing the Putnam, Putnam County Spelling yep, Bee. Yep. So there's so much stuff going on downtown. So it gives a gives everyone a good reason to come down here, experience it, and then plan many, many return visits. We're lucky. We we mm-hmm. 
work just blocks from here. So we're eating or walking or shopping or something down here every day. So And I have to personally thank you because so many different uh, entities have got involved with this. It's when the word spread. And I love how the CVB just jumped in without question. What can we do to help? And just helping make this what such a wonderful uh, event. It takes all of us to do work together to teamwork. make some there great things. So absolutely. <laughs> My favorite saying at the office is teamwork makes the dream work. So. Yes. <laughs> well, you should trademark true. that fast before someone steals it from you. It is true. <laughs> I'm sure I heard it from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to know real quick, how did you come up with this idea? to start the Shakespeare Festival three years ago? Oh, it wasn't mine. I'd love to take credit for it, but uh, um, the association talked to a lovely lady named uh, Carol Lamont, who's directed around here, and uh, put it together. And she asked me, uh, I'm known in the theater circles as, as being kind of a Shakespeare junkie, and uh, she, it was the first time we actually met. She said, I've asked around. I want to do a Shakespeare show. You seem to be the guy to, to ask. So we, we chose it, and it just kind of suckered me in from that point on. Well, That's we amazing. we look forward to seeing what it yeah. can what it can do this year and what it can grow into in years to come. So, thank you so much. Thank Is there you. anything else you'd like the audience to know? March twenty fourth, nine a.m. to six p.m. It's free. My favorite color. Come out and bring the whole family and get entertained and educated at the same time. And Facebook visit Conroe. Um, yes. We'll have more information on there under our event section. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, well, we've got other things going on in Conroe as well. I mean, March 24th is, is a busy, busy weekend for us, but as the weather gets nice, yes. everyone plans all kinds of events. Um, so check our website, visit Conroe.com. There's a whole list of yes. a calendar of events on there and it's free for you to put your events yes. on. So, um, if you're having any other events, Sean, make sure you put it on our, Oh, on I will. Our, okay. <laughs> Um, and, and we offer all kinds of services. So if you're interested in finding out what the CVB can do, thank you for that shout out, Sean. But anything yeah. that we can do to help make um, Conroe attractive for visitors or get, help the, our residents have a better quality of life, that's what we're here for. And that's uh, what we're about. And so. most of our services are free. So definitely call us if you have something. Awesome. Yeah. So want to know more about um, all of the treasures and things going on? We're looking for things to do in Conroe. The goal of keeping up with Conroe is to promote all that Conroe has to offer, the residents and visitors. So tune in monthly. We're here live on the second Tuesday of every month at 11 a.m. And after the show airs, it'll be on podcast and YouTube. Check out our website, visitconroe.com, or follow us on social media at Visit Conroe. And tune in regularly to keep up with Conroe. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.